You have to stand for what you believe in. And sometimes you have to stand alone. That is a quote by Queen Latifah. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 85. If you're a small or medium-sized business and you need help elevating your operations through using technology to communicate with your remote clients, customers, or employees, please reach out to me at nextlevel at trinamartin.com. The topic of this week's episode is, what are your options? My guest this week is Sheila Davis. Sheila is the creator of Yes Women's Network, Lock and Load Marketing, and the Messy Back End of Entrepreneurship podcast. She's an accomplished speaker, digital marketer, trainer, and mentor. Sheila is known for her motivating and engaging presentation style, professional online work, and freely giving expert advice that money in the bank works. When Sheila began her entrepreneur journey, she realized that struggle is real for many women around the world in life and in business. Her goal is to help thousands of women to know who they are and help their heart beat again so that they can live the life they dream of having. Hello, Sheila. Welcome to Trina Talk. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Trina. You know, you are an amazing lady. You have created this Yes Women's Network and you're a podcaster as well and you do marketing. Tell me about yourself. Give the listeners a a synopsis about who you are and how you came to be the Sheila that you are today. Sure. You know, I love that. That's a great question. How did I become the Sheila? How I became who I am was actually the initial thing was realizing I didn't know who I was in the first place. And so that's kind of how everything got started with Yes Woman's Network. Um, I'm a mother of five. I'm a speaker, a podcaster, and as you said, a digital marketer. I'm tending now towards more of the... um, hired out digital project management type uh, things. But what I'm really building is a a network of women who can support each other under a brand that they can trust and they can really get specific on what they want to do. I found many times as a single mom, I found myself in a place where I didn't have a resource. And then when I started my own business, I found that there were so many resources, I didn't know what to do. So we want to be somewhere in between that where we vet some resources. We provide a safe place they can come, provide one email address, and be able to access a lot of different resources and not feel like they're alone. Um, One thing also I wanted to mention was my nonprofit called Empower, Yes, Empowering Possibilities, where we also provide scholarships to women who may need help. 
anything from a single mom who needs shoes for her kid's school to a female who wants to be able to go and start a business. So we want to be able to provide those services through the nonprofit that goes right along with Yes Women's Network. So we want to change the world uh, one small group of women at a time. Wow. So what's your demographic? Who are you speaking to with your, your Yes Women's Network and exactly how are you helping them? Sure. Um, so basically kind of how it got started is I had built a business doing digital marketing and I realized one day that I had built myself into a situation where I could never retire. The name of my brand was Sheila J. Davis. Nobody wanted to work with anybody but me. There's no turn it into an agency. And so I hired myself a business coach. Good idea. Make sure y'all hire a coach who's a real coach, right? Do your research, do your homework. So I hired myself a real coach. And as we were talking, it actually, this is a two week time period. You know, the, the line to success is a mess. So um, over this two week time period, the ultimate goal is he said, what is it that you really want to do? Because I don't feel like digital marketing is your true passion. I said, I love digital marketing. But every morning when I wake up, my apologies, <laughs> I want to help um, single moms and military wives mostly. Um, to be able to realize that they have options. Um, having options, I think, is something that a lot of us forget that we have when we start looking at all the things we don't have. And so I wanted, I said, I just want to help those women who find themselves in those, oh, crap, now what moments? And we have those everywhere from losing our keys to having to leave an abusive marriage, which I've had to do. So you have all those in between, right? And he said, okay. So then we spent the next week trying to figure out what do we call this? And finally, he said, well, let's look at it this way. What is the opposite of, oh, crap, now what? And I said, okay, well, it's yes. Whenever I find what I'm looking for, whenever I figure out what my path is, when I realize what's next step, I'm like, yes. And he says, then you need to start a woman's network. Well, that was a whole other talk because <laughs> I have built women's networks, you know, from people for people in Canada, for women in the United States. And I know what it takes to build a woman's network. And it's the true huge thing to do. But what it comes down to is he said, if you want to help those women, if you want to reach them, you're going to have to do it. So then we went and looked at the structure. How can I do that as a single mom of five children, build a woman's network? And that's kind of how it got started. I know it's a long version of it, but uh, the fact is, is that we don't know where we're going until we figure out what we really, truly want. Wow. That's great. And, and thank you for being transparent and with your emotions, because I love to know that that's really your passion, because we're all created for something. And when you really find that true passion, you, you know, it's like nothing else that, you know, you could ever do. So when you're out there and you said single mom, because, of course, you're a single mom, I'm assuming. Right. And military wife. Have you been a military wife? I'm a military brat. My, okay. <laughs> my father, my two brother, uh, let's see, three brothers and two sisters are all in the army. And so, yeah, I've, I know the military life very well. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm a veteran as well, but that is great. Um, Bring it together, that community. And where are you located at now? I'm actually in Utah. I know my okay. accent. I was born in North Carolina, uh, but I'm actually living in Utah right now. Okay. So that's a great thing. So when, um, people come to you when do you have these women are they coming to you saying I'm an entrepreneur I want to get started or they're saying you know what I just left a bad marriage and I need to know what to do next what exactly are they coming to you who are you helping are you helping a little bit of everybody in between 
That's, that's a really interesting question because as soon as I decided to build this, I actually started getting phone calls randomly. Somebody referred me to you or whatever. I tend to be the kind of person that people ask me often, do you know somebody who does this? Or do you know somebody who does that? Or how do I do this? And so women, people would start recommending women to me and they would come to me and they would say things like, I'd, I'd like to be able to start my own business as a health coach or as a virtual assistant or whatever that is. And they come to me for help with that. And what I have found is they have that underlying struggle of, I'm a single mom or I'm in an abusive marriage or or whatever that is. I'm a military wife and I'm having to move, you know, every two years, whatever that looks like. So those two two things kind of go together is that becomes a resource that they're looking for is how do I start a business? But I end up being able to help them with both um, bringing that, that inside network um, for their life as well as their work. So trying to figure out that work life balance and then each of those pieces kind of go together. Okay. So do you have your resources? Do you have people who you partner with, whether you can refer these women to? Are you doing it all yourself? How does that work? And how has it been working now that we're in a pandemic? Right. I know like the pandemic is actually good for my network in a way um, because people are really looking for ways to stay in connection. I think for a while there, the world got really big and it seemed like we were connected with a lot of things and then we all had to go stay home. And then we realized how small it actually really was. And so we started reaching out, you know, those little tentacles of, I need, I need to feel like I'm part of something. And so the network has actually started growing quite well. I'm getting quite a few members um, every month. The way that it's structured is that I have about, I have about 50 instructors who are giving me courses to put on the network and you can sign up for free. I have like, I think I have like 10 or so myself, and then you can, participate or do these courses with these, these coaches and um, health, health and life coaches, business coaches, whatever they may be, um, and do what they're offering you. And then if you like that person, if you feel like you resonate with that person, then you know that I've vetted them for you. And um, you can go ahead and, and feel a little bit more comfortable anyway. You want to always do your own check-in mm-hmm. and you, then you can contact that person and go from there. And so all of these people have come in and they're, they're, helping to build it. I am collaborating with a few other women's networks where we're going to be helping to promote each other. I'd love to collaborate with a lot of women's networks and be a trusted resource where we're not competing against each other. Um, One of the biggest things that people think is that there's not enough people to go around. There's plenty of people to go around y'all. I mean, So let's all just, if we all work together, somebody that might like um, my personality may not like yours and vice versa. They may just love you and just not, not really, you know, connect with me so well. And so we want to connect with the people who want to connect with us. And so this gives them the opportunity to test out and try out a bunch of different things, you know, decide what they want to do all in one place. So we don't, we don't have a, all of the courses up right now, but they are coming in. And so it's totally free to sign up. That's great. So you almost have like, you know, because I see you're a speaker, I'm a speaker. It's almost like having a speaker's bureau, but for a women's network, which I think is brilliant because, you know, and I say yellow pages because, you know, I'm old enough to know that, but it's like thumbing through the yellow pages and you're going, oh, here's this person. Well, if I come to you and you've already vetted, you know, a personal development coach, let's say, and I, like you said, I can test them out. I can work with them for whatever that trial period is. And if I like them, I can say, okay, I can invest my money in this because oftentimes we're looking for people and we go out and we spend money 
and we give people money to help us and then it's not what we expected. Right. So, yeah. Or sometimes it's kind of like life is kind of like college. We all start out doing one thing. And by the time we're done, we're doing something different. And it took us five years longer than we planned. So the, the resource, what that does for you is you like might think that you want to be a virtual assistant, but you might go take a health class just to find out, you know, something different and find, well, maybe I want to be a health coach. Maybe I want to teach cooking. Maybe I want to be an auto mechanic. I actually have some people who want to put car repair type training on there. They're going to do some videos for that. I've got somebody who wants to teach knitting. I mean, we're going to have like all kinds of fun stuff on there. So you can get a variety of things. And so then when you actually do spend that money, you know, you're doing it towards something that you feel passionate about because you've been able to test and try several different things without having to give your information out to a bunch of different places. So is your model um, like a membership site to begin with? So they, I, I pay an initial um, fee for your site to explore all the different areas. And then when I want to niche down into one, then that's where it gets um, more detail. Is that how it works? So the way it works is it's totally free. Um, you just come sign up and you have access to all of the courses. Basically what the courses are is kind of like the free thing or the low cost thing that have been has been offered to our network for free. And so you have access to that. For example, we have a one gal, um, Katie Kiefer, who's down in Florida. She's amazing. And she teaches couponing. And so she's given us her one of her coupon courses. And you can go take that course on our site. And so you've only done one thing. You've only signed up for one thing. Take her coupon course. If you just love it, click that next button and go connect with Katie. And, and so then you just go on with them. So you're still connected with us. We have a Facebook group. And you can come and connect there with the women. We're going to be having events, um, hopefully someday again in person, real life. Um, in the meantime, they'll be virtual, but places where you can go and ask those questions and feel like you're going to be treated well um, with whatever you're looking for. Hmm. So Sheila, what was your um, profession before you decided to do this? <laughs> before I did this, I was actually doing um, marketing for real estate agents. For 20 years, I worked in the real estate industry, everything from HOA to commercial development to commercial leasing, residential leasing. I've done everything in there. So um, kind of coming from that industry of service mm-hmm. and then finding my real passion actually happened when um, I told my boss one day I couldn't come into work because my children had H1N1, which was the pandemic mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, he says, well, that's not acceptable. When will you be in? And I said, well, that's not acceptable. I'm not coming in. And so I worked at home for two weeks on my computer and I, I realized, goodness gracious, I can do this for myself at home. Why am I doing this? And so I went back in and I quit my job and, and got started doing that. And so it just kind of was a natural transition. I became a virtual assistant. It rolled over into a, a VA network where I could connect VAs with clients. And I still kind of do that on the side. And it just kept rolling over as I, as I, I learned and I grew in my own life and in my own knowledge. It kind of evolved into what it is now. So, wow. And let's talk about that because you touched on, you know, having a a profession, a job and that incident spurred you to say, "Mm, yeah, this is not what I want to do. And it's funny because so many of us, that's how it, what it usually takes to push us into our destiny. Right. So talk about that and tell the, you know, and, and just tell the listeners about that falling, following your, your, um, your destiny, your passion, what you, cause you know, not everybody can, you know, do that. And we're not advocating that you just go in and tell your boss, you know, 
I'm out of, I'm out of here, but, <laughs> but usually there's, there's some, you know, really extenuating circumstance that pushes you to say, you know what? Yeah, this is not for me. I can do better. Talk about once you did that, what you went through to come full circle to where you are now, because I know you had some hard times, you had some good times, but you know, it's usually, you know, harder than what we think once we get out there. Yeah, the road to success is a mess. That's all there is to it. But uh, there's nothing like a good pandemic and a bunch of people having to work from home to be the catalyst to what you want to do. And there are, you know, there may be a lot of businesses that are failing right now, but there's also a lot of businesses that are starting up. So one of the classes I teach is how do you how do you turn your hobbies into cash? And so basically, what for me um, it was a very interesting transition because. I basically created another another job for myself. I took exactly what I was doing in the corporate world, started doing it home for the same price. Can't do that. So the biggest thing, suggestion that I would make is decide what you want to do and get really educated about it. And then the you know the next thing that kind of happened for me was I actually got contacted by Fannie Mae, the largest mortgage company in you know the nation, and they asked me to create a training for real estate agents that they could give to the agents as a gift, but then I could upsell those half million real estate agents to some kind of product. Well, I knew how to market to real estate agents as a piece of cake. I knew how to do that. I've been doing it for years. However, I didn't know would my website crash? How could I handle it if I got more clients? And I hadn't trained anybody. And I actually spent the day spiraling into this huge depression because I had basically been given the, a chance of a lifetime. If every one of those person had bought one thing for $1, one little page download could have been, um, half a million dollars, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, and I turned it down. So I learned two lessons from that. Number one, sometimes it's okay to say no to the big things if you're not quite ready for it. Number two, get dang ready for the big things. <laughs> They're going to come when you, when you least expect it. Actually, I learned three things. Let me throw one more in there is to have a, have that, uh, that network of people that you could reach out to. I very easily could have posted in any virtual assistant group at the time I was a virtual assistant and said, Oh my gosh, this just happened. Who wants to help? Mm-hmm. And then we'll just split the profits. Right. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, I could have had a team of 10 and, and, and I could have trained them very quickly. And so, um, you kind of have to look around. So when those Oh crap moments happen, um, you have to look around and, and figure things out. So I've had another one of those Oh crap moments last year. Um, I've, I've had been in a, in a very difficult relationship, um, an abusive marriage for several years. And it came to a head where I knew that I had to pack up my children and leave. So we got what we could in the car and I put my children in the car. We actually moved from Utah to North Carolina to stay with my parents for a couple months so I could get my feet back on the ground. Um, so for me, that was one of those, what am I going to do moments? And as I was finding myself in that moment of, I know I have to make a change. And, and I was terrified. I actually reached out to that same coach who helped me start the network. And we had a long talk and he said, you know, Sheila, it sounds like you feel like you're in prison. And all of a sudden someone had put a word to what I was feeling and it became very clear. And I was able to, by putting a word to what I was feeling, I was able to understand more and recognize that what I was feeling was painful. And I really did feel like I was just stuck. And his very next question is what got me going and actually opened everything up for me. It's a very simple question. He said, what are your options? Mm. 
all of a sudden, it's like somebody just laid the yellow brick road in front of me. Literally the entire, every single step that I needed to do to get out of the situation, to help my family, move on to the next step, come back after that. Everything was laid out. And you know what? It actually did. I couldn't believe the things that worked out. Now, I don't know if y'all are spiritual, if you're listening, it's the universe, it's God, it's whatever it is. But um, at that moment, when he laid that plan out for me, everything literally worked out. Um, I looked for a whole month for a storage unit. <laughs> the day before my last day, when he was coming back, so he worked out of state before he's come back in town. I said, if I don't get this storage unit, I'm not going to get anything out of the house. And so I had put out feelers, whatever. That very day, I got a phone call from a guy that said, we had surgery and open up today. Do you want it? And things like that happened for six months as I went through. Now, I know that doesn't happen for everybody. And that's the only time it's ever happened for me. Um, I think it happened more for my children than me. But by realizing where I was, what my problem was, but also that I had options, I had opportunities in front of me helped me to be able to move forward to the next thing. So many times we spend effort into what we don't have and into our troubles. And that's the easy way to do it. And believe me, when you're suffering from depression, it's, that's an easy road. But sometimes just turn around and say, what are my options? And if you are suffering from depression, let me tell you all what that feels like to me. I always tell my kids, there's a dementor in front of the light at the end of my tunnel. So if you know anything about Harry Potter, because I'm a huge fan, Dementors suck the life out of you. They suck all the joy out of you. And I'm like that Dementor is right there in front of the light. And so if you can find a way to, you know, get rid of that and, and move forward, it really comes down to resources and understanding what your options are. You know what? I love that. I, I wrote that down because I love that. What are your options? Because like you said, I don't think we look at it that way. I think we look at the negative. We look at, oh my God, you know, I, I can't pay my rent, my light bill, all of these things. But when somebody poses that question to you, what are you, your options? Then you start thinking of what you can do to get your back off of the wall. Yeah, definitely. So instead of thinking I don't have money for rent and I need money, that's not an option. Those aren't your options, but those are the questions that you're asking yourself. What are my options to earn that money, to find that money, to borrow that money, to, you know, who can I call? What kind of options do you have? And I can't say there's 100% always an answer to that, but I can tell you that if you don't know the answer, there's someone who can help you most likely within your life um, that can help you even just, you know, spitball ideas, whatever mm -hmm. that takes. Mm -hmm. Bake some cookies and, and sell them, you know, I've, I've seen it online a ton lately, people baking, you know, their home baking and baking, baking, and they're like, crap, now what am I doing with all these mm -hmm. cinnamon rolls? They put them up for sale and they make a hundred dollars a day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's different things that you can do and having somebody to talk to and get and kind of shoot the breeze back and forth over, man, what are my options? What could I do? Can kind of get those, get you excited. It gets your mind going. It gets you out of those trenches of, uh, the depths of despair, as Anne of Green Gables would say. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's funny you say that because I'm thinking about in this time that we're in now, like I had to buy masks and I got on Etsy and I had never been on Etsy before in my life. But I thought I said, this is brilliant because people who can sew, they were sewing masks and selling them, you know, and I'm thinking that's that's genius because, it, you know, you think it's a small thing, but when you get a whole country that needs mass or the, well, the world. And you think about, okay, even though there's several other people and going back to what you said about 
people with that scarcity mindset, I'm like you, there's enough for everybody. So I'm not threatened by you. You're not threatened by me because we have enough. There's more than enough out there for both of us to have the abundance that we need in our lives. So I'm so glad you said that. I'm, I love the what are your options question because, yes, we have to start reframing things. I mean, it's it's great. So when, when you were posed that question, what did you come up with and start thinking about, okay, these are my options? What did you say to yourself? Okay, here's the options that I can take. Well, there's a couple of different times that I've kind of come to this place in my life. I, you could call me the, um, <laughs> um, starting over queen. Cause it seems like there's been so many times in my life where I come to this place where it's like, I've found myself at a dead end and I realize I've got to figure out something different. Um, and so for me at that time, when, when that very first time I really understood that question, everything opened up, um, you know, was to get out of that relationship, move, move far away for a few months so that I could feel safe and my children could feel safe and come back and start over. Um, when I came back and started over, um, what had happened is my business of seven and a half years, eight years, um, had crumbled because I had given it no attention whatsoever for several months. And so I found myself having to start over with that. And so what I had to start doing was pulling together my resources. And that's, you know, that's exactly what Yes Women's Network is about is finding those resources. So I'm actually doing a, it's called a, um, 100 days to, um, mastery something. I'll get, I got the book over there. Um, and so one of the, the things it tells you to do is to, um, uh, figure out what the end goal that you, that you want to achieve is, and then you work out the steps to get there. And that's going to be different for everybody. But the one thing that's going to be similar. And one of the main questions this asks you is, okay, now that you know what you want and the steps you're going to get there, who's going to help you. It's kind of like the, it, it's the children's story of the chicken and the bread. You know, that I don't remember exactly. I've been thinking about that story a lot lately. You know, she goes around, she asks the cats, you know, you're going to help me pull, pick the wheat. Oh no. You're going to help me. And it goes to ask the dog or whatever. I'm probably blowing this story out of the water. My kids are older, by the way. Um, you know, will you help me like grind the wheat? And they're like, no, but you know, by the time the bread is done, they all want to help eat it. So make sure when you go find those resources, you're finding the ones that want to help you grind the wheat. They want to help you pick it. They want to help you bake it. Um, and that they are, are, and when you approach someone to ask for assistance in some way, always make sure that you offer that assistance back. Um, whenever someone comes, uh, or I go and ask someone for help, for example, I actually am meeting with a gal tomorrow. Um, when I'm done with that call or sometimes before I turn that around, how can I now help you? And so we each help each other. I think there's, we're headed very quickly to a time where, um, trading services outs instead of money is going to be very prevalent. Mm -hmm. And so we need to make sure that those trades are equal and even. Mm -hmm. So I have a VA intern program where I have virtual assistants work for me and they work for me for free quote unquote in trade for training with me. So the agreement is written out very clearly at the beginning. This is what I'm giving you. This is the value of that. This is what you're giving me. This is the value of that. And so both sides should walk away very happy. So make sure when you're doing those resources, you're not just always draining those that you have to put back into it. And let me tell you what, putting back into those resources is so rewarding and it just puts you in a place of, of um, gratitude and, you know, being able to serve other people. There's nothing like that to be able to make yourself feel better. So 
do you try to figure out what the, what is the next step for you? What resources do you have to help you get to that is what I would say to that. Mm, that is so good. I, I love everything you're saying. It's such good information. It makes sense. And I just think more people, the more people need to start thinking like that. It's, you know, and it's so good. And is this some of the things that you teach in your women's network? Yeah. I mean, this, this is mostly the things that we've been discussing are things that I actually talk about when I speak um, more than what I'm teaching about. These are the kind of things that we discuss in the groups, uh, things that I discuss when I'm doing um, consulting with pe- with women um, and men. You know, there's actually quite a few men in our Yes Women's Network. Um, you know, they come to me like, can I be a part of this? And so, and I'm fine with that as long as, you know, they they follow my rules. No, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, this these are the things that I actually speak about. And the, But mainly, these are the things that I want to make sure that the people are joining as instructors and as collaborators with Yes Women's Network. They have that same philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's a great thing to do. Wow. So you get your women's network, you have your VA intern internship. You know, that's, that's amazing. And I'm pretty sure the people that you're partnering with for your network are giving some great information to help women, you know, get to that next level in their lives. And like you said, we, we all need a network. You know, you have to know who you can go to for whatever that may be. And, and it's better to have that trusted source than just to go blind, you know, out there, because I don't know about you, but I've gone blindly and chosen people to for different things. And then afterwards, I was like, yeah, that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we've all done that. And, and even in our regular general lifetime, you know, there's I tend to talk to people at the grocery store when I get a little, a little goofy and some of them you talk to and they, they really get it and they laugh and whatever else other people just look at you like, she's crazy. So make sure that you're reaching out to those people that, that you know that you can trust and don't just jump blindly into stuff. It's okay to ask the questions. Do you have references? Can I talk to one of your clients? Can you show me things that you have completed? Um, and really look into that. I'm actually hiring an, a new virtual assistant that does Kajabi right now. And so the very first thing I did was say, I want you to message me these three things. Anybody who left a comment or did not message me those three things is already out. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you, you can ask those questions, you can be specific in everything that you do and weed the people out. Cause let me tell you what, there are people out there who will take advantage and that's really it's too bad, but and hopefully the rest of us, like you and I, can can you know our voices can rise above that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I'm going to get into our questions. Are you ready, Sheila? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Who or what motivates you? Brendan Bouchard is one of my favorite people. Um, I absolutely love everything that he's done. Um, one of my favorite things that he's written is the Golden Ticket. It's a it's a story. I thought it was like a one of another one of his training books. It's, it's um, just a storybook. You can read it in just a few hours. And in that story, it shows this guy who looks back on his life and sees his life from the perspective of everybody else that he had interacted with. So he knows his perspective and theirs. And it really opens your eyes to seeing we need to see people differently. Um, one of my favorite people, President Iring, um, says, um, Henry B. Iring, he says, treat people as if their life is in crisis because 90% of the time you'll probably be right. Mm. So that's, that's what that book did for me. But yeah, Brendan Bouchard, I'm a huge fan. I actually have a picture of him on my dream board. <laughs> wow. Okay. What demotivates you? 
Um, demotivates me is people who take things from me. I'm, I'm quite um, intuitive and empathic and I tend to be a healer. And so people come and somehow they take the energy out of me. I'm just barely learning how all this stuff works, but for people to be just takers and not to reciprocate really is difficult for me. It just, I, when you feel those takers. So, Mm -hmm. okay. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked out for your good? Oh my gosh, girl. (laughs) This just happened. I kid you not. So I, (laughs) this is a good question. I actually, I can spot a scammer for a hundred miles away, but this one guy, he was so good. Um, He scammed me for a month. Um, He was going to hire me to be the CEO of his, of his um, publishing company. And he had, I I did research. I had my friends do research. We we did all of our due diligence. Um, I spent a good three weeks interviewing for the position. We talked about budgeting. We talked about everything. And then he made a small little mistake, which poked a hole in what he was doing. And the few of us that were working together saw through that hole and we figured it out. Well, it is a real letdown because it could have changed all of our lives. It was, it was my perfect dream job. Like I would have loved doing this job. It would have been really fun the way that I was going to develop this company. And I would have had $15 million budget. So you get excited about that, right? And so I was thinking, man, my life is going to change. My kid's life's going to change. And then when it fell apart, I found it very interesting and, and actually was quite proud of myself that I didn't go down the, oh, crap, what the heck, so mad, go after him, you know, angry mode. I realized that what had happened with that was that it had changed my perspective, number one, of my skills and talents. Um, he showed me my myself in a different view that I had never seen myself. Um, you know, where I was struggling to think about this business, I was talking to a friend and he said to me, he said, I hear you worrying about these problems here, but you have never once said you don't know how to do the job. I said, well, I know how to do the job. And, he, and I said, it's easy. And he says, no, it's not. He said, I don't have a clue. I said, I know every single step of this. And so that's when I realized that I'm, I'm smarter than I think I was for a minute there. And then I also, I was able to change my mindset from being an entrepreneur to being a business owner, to being a CEO. And um, you all realize that Tesla is a startup. And he doesn't call himself an entrepreneur, does he? So you change, it changed my mindset about myself and actually made me more excited about my future. It gave me something else to look forward to and change my direction um, in a different way than I had anticipated. But in the end, it actually made me a better person being scammed. At least I didn't give him any money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No contracts until there's no, no money until there's contracts, baby. <laughs> exactly. Wow. What is your fear? Um, You know, it's funny. Um, My fear is actually that I will let the people around me down. Um, But it's also that I won't lift them as high as I want to lift them. Those are contradictory. They fight against each other on a regular basis. So I constantly have to remind myself if, if that thought of I'm going to fail comes into my mind, I have to remind myself. Um, and I saw a quote about this. I wish I could think of it right now, but something like, um, failure is the next step to success or something like that. That's good if that's not what the quote was, but honestly, you have to fail to succeed. It's, it's education, it's learning, it's growing. And if you've surrounded yourself with the right people, 
you won't actually fail. You may take a few steps back and you may hurt and you may have to start over, um, but you'll be loved and you'll be lifted and you'll be carried. And um, even in my worst times, um, to have someone come to me and say that I've helped them or I could someone I could serve, then I've been able to succeed. So, yeah. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Um, probably. <laughs> Which one you want to know about? <laughs> Whichever one. <laughs> I know. Um, I am. Um, I'm fifty percent introvert, fifty percent extrovert. And the thing that I regret the most is when I'm an introvert, when I should be an extrovert and vice versa. Those times when I find myself in front of people and I don't approach them, even though I feel that nudge to go approach them and say something, even if just, Hey, my name is Sheila. Honestly, sometimes that's enough. And then you can't shut them up. Right. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, that person is thinking the same thing, but they're not doing it either. So um, I don't want to name any specific times, but for me, it tends to be that time when I didn't open my mouth, um, to say something to somebody, um, just to meet them or greet them or, or whatever. Um, one time I was coming out of a grocery store with my sisters or it was a clothing store with my sisters and I was just in a silly, goofy mood. And here comes this lady walking up and I said, Oh my gosh, you look amazing today. And my sisters are like, what's wrong with you? Like, you don't know that lady. And she actually came over. She took two steps over and came over and she was crying. And she said, I'm going to a job interview and I wanted to look good today. You just made my day. And so it's the times I didn't do those silly, goofy things that I think will be silly and goofy that may, you know, touch somebody else. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? Um, (laughs) These are all questions of how many times you want to hear that. Um, Time I have not done something. Wait, ask me the question again. Is there a time? (laughs) that you wish you had not done something? Um, not done something. We've been thinking about all the positive things today. So, um, can we come back to that one? Yeah. Yeah. It's a time I have not done something. Yeah. That you, you know, you wish you, you did it, but you wish you hadn't done it. You know what? I, Sure. There's a lot of times I probably feel like I wish I had done it right. I've, I've had a failed marriage. I've actually had three awesomely failed marriages. <laughs> so sure those are, but you know what? I actually, I just turned 50 this year. Actually the day the world shut down, the day they closed the NFL May 11th, um, or was it NBA? I don't remember which one, yeah, which sport was playing. <laughs> that was my birthday. <laughs> so, um, I remember thinking, I've been dreading turning 50 my whole life. I turned 50 that day, the world day, the world shut down, whatever. And I remember thinking, I love myself. I have finally come to a place where I'm happy and where I am. And honestly, everything that I did, even my mistakes, you know, everything that's happened to me in the past has made me who I am. And so I can't really regret anything because I feel like I'm, I'm headed in the right direction, failure or success. I feel like I'm headed in the right direction. So as long as I've learned from that, Um, and I don't hold on to it and doesn't let me make me angry. Um, I don't know, maybe that's, I think that's a blessing because I have not always felt that way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that leads me into the next question. What is your definition of success? 
Um, for me, I think there's different definitions of success depending on what you're talking about. So for me and my family life, um, having gone through three very difficult marriages, I have five amazing children, best things I've ever done in my life. And my definition of success when it comes to family is watching them succeed, knowing that they have become the amazing human beings that they are and keeping them together through everything, helping them still feel valued and appreciated and not abandoned um, and, and, you know, completely healthy, happy adults. Um, to me, that was my success in my family. My success in business is a little bit different. I think that's going to come down to um, every time I speak or every time I co- teach. I'm not a coach. No, I don't, I don't, I'm not that coach. Um, but every time I mentor, every time I complete something for a client, it's that one person who, who says that I've done something to affect their life. And um, to realize that it is possible, you know, even in everything that I've been through, for me to be able to touch somebody else's life makes me feel good. And so it doesn't matter. I, you know, I'm, I'm, everybody's on the verge of <laughs> financial failure right now. But um, to me, it's not the financial, which is why the network is free in the first place. I, I want everybody to have access to it. It's the touching of the lives and being able to tell these women when they come to me their story and for me to be able to tell them, I understand and give them a resource and help them to meet that success. Hmm. How do you recharge? I sleep, um, which comes very, it's very difficult for me to sleep. I don't sleep well. And so when I do sleep, sometimes I'm building websites (laughs) or cleaning house or whatever that may be. Um, But being able to sleep and when I realize I've come to a place where, you know, things are just too hard and my head's buzzing and everything's going too fast. Even if I can't sleep, I take time for myself to just either, okay, right now y'all just don't tell anybody, right? I'm watching 90 days to 90, 90 day fiance. Oh my gosh. It makes me feel so good about myself (laughs) watching these people. I'm like, yeah, these women, they don't think these men, I'm like, y'all are stupid. Okay. I know somebody that's on it is going to listen. And I know they show you like the worst parts of it, right? They don't show you the whole thing. Right. But by watching what somebody else is going through, it makes me feel so good about my my brain down from business. And so I don't watch it all the time. Like it takes me like, um, it it takes me longer to watch it than they leave the episodes on Hulu. So it takes me a long time to watch it. Yeah. I watch what's going on with somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we do. We just need that mindless um, entertainment where we don't have to think about anything. (laughs) Yeah, totally make you laugh your head off and be like, what? <laughs> yeah, and, and you don't have to put too much thought or anything in it. So yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, what are you awesome at? What am I awesome at? Um, I think I'm awesome at being a mom. Um, it's my favorite thing to do. Uh, my kids, I love to get together with my kids. Right now, my, my four daughters live close by me. And my son is living in North Carolina with my parents, which is good because he's taking care of my parents. They're elderly. Um, he's on the other side of the world and he calls me every day and they call me rock star mama. And every time I'm, if I get frustrated, they're like, Oh mom, you're the best. What do you, you know? And they're always cheering me up and making me happy. And, um, so in, in all the things I've ever done, I think I'm the best at being a mom. Okay. What legacy do you want to leave? That's, that is a good, another good question. Um, I've actually kind of had this, when I decided to call it Yes Women's Network in that very instant that it came to me, Yes Women's Network, then I realized the URLs were all available, which was really cool. Like shocking, right? The first name you come up with and all the URLs are available. 
um, I have this flash in my mind of me like <laughs> old. So my family lives old. Like I know my great, great grandmother. She was 106 when she died. My great grandmother was 104 when she died. So I, I know my legacy, my history prior to me. And so I had this flash of mind, like there was this like huge auditorium of people and um, somebody was wheeling me out in a wheelchair <laughs> and they were celebrating Yes Women's Network. And I was able to be there to see that it was going to carry on after I was gone. And so it wasn't that they were praising me is they were, they were praising the fact that something had been built and I'm not building it myself. The women are building it. I'm just kind of point and clicking and um, that knowing that had carried on after me to be a resource for women um, globally, I, th- I think would be incredible. Okay, Sheila, give the listeners one motivational takeaway. I think it goes back to what are your options? Um, it really, truly is, and I'm, I'm in a single mom's group and these, these women, there's so many of them that are just really struggling. And I feel like, you know, every time they ask you a question, I'm like, well, what are your options? Um, for me, when I looked at my options, I found the key to my prison. And so I was able to open that door and I was able to walk out of it. And I was able to, you know, I called my parents and I said, mom and dad, this is what's happening. They didn't know what was happening. They said, come home. And, you know, and so realizing that I had opportunities and options ahead of me, that I had a network of people um, was priceless for me. And that's kind of what I've been living on for the last year and a half. Yeah, it's been a year actually since I left and it was the end of May I left. And so um, honestly, if you can just look around and find that tiny little sliver of light on the other side of that Dementor and just focus right on it. And, um, and go for it. Don't be afraid to go for it. Whatever it is that you want to have, um, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. And if it's not meant to be, you'll find what it is meant to be along the way. Mm-hmm. Tell the listeners how they can connect with you, whether they want to be um, part of your network as a partner or if they're a woman who um, needs your assistance. Go ahead and tell us how they can find you. You can find me just by searching Yes Women's Network. Um, yeswomensnetwork.com and you search it on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Pinterest, anywhere like that. You can find us. We have um, a group, a Facebook page, and then of course the website, which is free. Go ahead and just log in. If you run into any trouble, contact me at Sheila, or let's just do hello. Cause sometimes people spell my name wrong. Hello at yes Women's network. And that goes right to me because I am the customer support <laughs> as well. Sometimes we got to wear many hats. Uh, and so just, just send me an email or message me on Facebook. I, I have some VAs who help me with those messages. Join the group. There's lots of ways you can find me just by searching for that. Wow, Sheila, you are doing some amazing things. I'm so happy to have connected with you and to know about this amazing um, women's network. Um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming on today and sharing your story and telling us about this amazing resource that you have. Thanks so much for having me, Trina. You are amazing. If you like Trina Talk, please don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. 
If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share.